All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Just got back from a pretty neat, nice show. A light audience, Labor Day weekend. You're going to get light crowds all weekend. People are getting that last dying grasp of summer in, so they're not yeah. really hitting the clubs. You know, I would rather have 25 awesome people than 200 shitty ones, so... I only like shitty ones. I'm weird like that. <laughs> like the uh, the harassing. Hey, uh, last week uh, we talked for a couple of minutes after the podcast, and I realized uh, n- I haven't updated the listeners in a while, so I'll do that now. Bad news on the dog front. Um, new listeners, if you're tuning in for the first time wondering what this podcast is about, I have a mini schnauzer. He's nine years old. His name is Kitty. Uh he got diabetes several months ago. He went blind several weeks ago. And this past week, we did have the um, the, the doctor's appointment, the assessment is what the word I was searching for, the assessment. And unfortunately, our dog does not qualify. Both his retinas have detached, and so he does not qualify for sight restoration surgery, uh, cataract surgery. He is going to be blind for the rest of his life. It's kind of sad. We, we were, Damn. We Sorry were hoping that, that he was going to, yeah, we were hoping he was going to, pan out you know like we took him in thinking like okay cool you know this is this doctor he works on dog's eyes and nope gonna have a blind dog now that sucks man sorry to hear that yeah it does because like everything we read online said that yeah we've had a dog that went blind too and they get used to it they get used to it they get used to it i mean not only you know it's been since uh june the end of june that he turned blind but he's still walking around bumping into everything and you know we we do what you're supposed to do we don't move any of the furniture so he knows the layout of the house oh what kind of dog is he a mini schnauzer mini schnauzer all right what's smaller than a mini schnauzer you should get him a littler seeing eye dog <laughs> just tie yeah. it to him or maybe just an emotional support dog to keep him happy from being blind. Dude, yeah, you gotta, you need get him one of each, you know, because because you can't have the same dog do both things. Um, you're gonna have like a seeing eye dog who, um, you know, he's good at seeing and good at walking around, but he's kind of a fucking prick, not the best bedside manner, just technically minded, you know. But then you got one who he doesn't see too good. If anything, his eyes are worse than your dog's, you know. But fucking nice dog, beautiful so, personality. Yeah. It's well, funny you, as hell. Tells good stories. There is a dog that is smaller than a mini schnauzer. It is a chihuahua, and yours has arthritis, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's been all fucked up. Uh, he, I, I, it's been pretty goddamn hot up here, and I guess uh, extreme heat and extreme cold fucks with arthritis. So he's, uh, yeah, been, been just kind of whimpering and stuff like that. There's not a whole lot I can do for him. That can't, that can't be good to hear, like... You know, when your dog is whimpering and it doesn't know why, it just knows it's in pain. And as an animal, it can't express itself like, hey, dude, I'm in pain. It could just whimper. Yeah. So that, that's got to be hard. It sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tell him, I say, keep it the fuck down. Stop whimpering. <laughs> Trying to record a podcast. Well, what I discovered uh, when, when Kitty started, uh, what happened with his eyes is he got glaucoma. And we took him to the vet and they, they did a pressure sensor on his eyes. Yeah. And... Apparently, his eyes were bulging. There was a lot of pressure in his eyes, and they gave us doggy pain meds, like doggy Tylenol or doggy ibuprofen. Yeah, I got some of that for him, man. It, it helps a little bit, but it's not... Okay, uh, it's You know, he's, he's pretty fucked up from it. Because he had a, an operation on his, on his leg when he was, like, growing, when he was a puppy. He was getting bigger. Uh, basically, his back leg was growing deformed where it goes into the socket, so when he would move... 
it would it would rub and it would hurt, so he wasn't really putting any weight on it. Well, but they basically just cut that ball that goes into the socket off. And they said since he's so young, cartilage will just grow in its place and basically form a perfect bone. Um, you won't tell a difference until he gets older. He's just going to get arthritis uh, earlier. So that's that's happening. And that's now. what happened. Yeah. Well, let me, okay. Uh, two questions for you, I guess. Two questions. One, um, being a person, you being a person that uh, died from uh, an overdose of taking drug, drug dog medication. Sure. Having dog pain pills in your possession, are you less likely to take them because you've already died once as a teenager when you got into dog medication? Or, or having had the experience, are you older and wiser and know how to take dog drugs now and more likely to say, you know, let's, let's uh, t- pop a doggy pain med and see what it does? Uh, definitely not afraid of uh, dog medication, uh, but I... I don't take his medication, not not because uh, it's it's dangerous, but because he is a small dog, and to get high off of Chihuahua drugs, you need like a lot of it, and so it would just be a waste of money. <laughs> that does make sense. Have you uh... now? If he was a Great Dane, sure, I'd be I'd be I'd be crushing those up. I'd be smoking them <laughs> off of little bent tin foils and shit. It it it'd be wild. I'd be freebasing the the Great Dane medication. I saw this earlier today. Um... Can't remember the context right now, but you just said uh, free basin and tinfoils. Um, there are certain places in uh, central Illinois where gas stations do not stock tire gauge pressure monitors because crackheads just steal them, or meth heads because they, they because you know you know what a tire gauge uh, pressure yeah. thing they just they pull the plastic tube out and the the the, the pressure product and then they have this perfect crack pipe. They have a perfect... I've never used one of those. Yeah, that's but awesome. That's, yeah, I mean that's pretty creative. I, the, the instant they said it, I got it. I'm like, yeah, that's the perfect shape and size for a pipe. So yeah, the so best think... is those glass dick things that they sell in head shops. <laughs> if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So lots to talk about. Um, we can. I sent you a couple of things. Uh, let's start with the dumb people. I sent you a video. How about that? Um, did you watch the video? You know what I'm talking about? Remember that? I did. I did. Uh, I thought they were dumb at first. By the end, they were making some good points. <laughs> All right. The video listeners, if you're interested, it was it's a clip uh, from Comedy Central. It's the Jim Jefferies show, and he talks to followers of QAnon. Now, if you don't know what QAnon is, it's uh, Q Anonymous, and um, I guess it's like the right-wing, ver- right-wing version of Anonymous. Anonymous is the internet hackers, but QAnon is a small either person or small 10-person group that Donald Trump is a member of that is actively fighting to save America from uh, sex pedophile rings. Well, someone's got to do it, man. I'm glad that, the, uh, that this QAnon fella stepped up to the plate. Well, here's my only problem with it, because they had four panelists on the video, and they were all describing... Your only po- problem with it? Only well, one problem with I'm, it? I'm, I'm going to get to it. Trust me. Uh, you'll, <laughs> you'll find, you'll, as I'm, so there are four panelists, and they all talk about numerology and how Trump is a genius and how uh, everybody's evil and there will be a reckoning for Obama and Hillary. And um, it, at one point it comes up that you know pedophilia is not the worst thing that they're into, they're also into Haitian baby sacrifice, that they actually breed babies to sacrifice to Satan, and that Hillary Clinton does this. It's a guilty pleasure, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. There's my problem, though. I don't think Hillary Clinton does this. She may have done it, 
but I'm pretty sure that once you sacrifice a few babies to Satan and you don't even win the presidency, that's when you walk. That's when you're like, you know what? I did these baby sacrifices and it, fuck you. You didn't even deliver for me. No more. So when they say that she does baby sure. sacrifice, I say, no, she doesn't. She may have in the past, but once she lost the presidency, you're going to walk away from something that doesn't work. It clearly doesn't work. It clearly See, that's what she no gets power. for outsourcing. That's what she gets out for outsourcing the the baby sacrifices to Haiti. Man, they're 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 cheaper babies, but they don't do as good a work. <laughs> well, that was my flaw. I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this because they show these images of people at Trump rallies that are really into this Q uh, conspiracy shit, shit. And I what I thought was funny is how that they started to infight like one guy was a flat earther and then people looked at him funny and then another one said something about numerology and tried to act like yeah. cocky and smarter than the i was other hoping idiots. one of them would somehow try it to the tie it to the musical avenue q because i've seen that <laughs> it was is funny. it good puppets yeah um but here it i know that for tv they went out and found the four stupidest motherfuckers they could find because it makes for good TV. You find four people as stupid as the people that are on this video from the Jim Jeffrey show and oh, you yeah. are entertained. But it's scary to think that this is out there when they show the Trump rallies and they have people wearing shirts and, and waving signs and actually believing this shit. You have these assholes like the guy that shot up the pizza place in Washington, D.C., who believed Alex Jones when he said there was a pedophile ring in the basement, even though there was no basement to the that's frightening. I know that it's a small segment, but how damaged and stupid do you have to be to believe this shit? What do you think leads people to believe something so absurdly stupid? Because I, I can't wrap my head around it. I cannot wrap my head around it. You know, the people that invented the internet, you know what I mean? Like, like really developed it and made it. Because I know technically it was like, oh, it was made in the 60s by the CIA or whatever. But like, you know, they developed it and made it uh, available for consumer use, you know? Like, they were looking at all the possibilities, and, and, and they were like, wow, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to connect people. It's going gonna, it's gonna to put all this information at, at the, the tip of your fingers. And it's like, we, they, they assumed that by now, as far as we've come with the Internet, we, we'd all be, like, fucking Harvard-level scholars and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, like no. But what, what they didn't... What they didn't really think about was the fact that, like, oh, no, some people are going to be watching TED Talks and, you know, doing this genius-level shit or whatever, you know. But then a lot of people are just going to be going to their www.tinfoilhat.com and just getting fucking craziness, man. Well, it, it became a great, like, the... Break it down even further. I mean, you have your segments. You have the majority of users that are watching porn, and then you have the rest that are taking pictures of their lunch or looking at baby duck videos. Um, but as far as the tinfoil hat, I think we've talked about this. The scary, sad thing about the Internet is... I'm about 70, 30 porn to duck. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I do with my day. I, I, it's, it's not a bad percentage. But it, it's, it's a gathering place. Like... Back in the day, in order to be a wingnut or a racist, you had to either know a secret handshake or you really had to feel someone out. Like you're in a social setting and everybody around you is like, hey, the earth is round. And you're like, oh, my God, these people are all so normal and smart. How do I find someone as stupid as me? And you don't know how to do it. But like you just said, the Internet, you just Google and there is a group of stupid people and then you feel like you belong. And that's what the thing is with these these conspiracy nuts is they when they find 
It's almost like how when you, you, you uh, they, they do gang studies and they find that gang members have no home life and so they feel a sense of community. That's why they like the gang. That's what these stupid people feel. They're like, wow, now I'm surrounded by people that are as stupid as me. Now, they don't phrase it like that, but the whole point is, yeah, it, it created a community. It, cre- it See, made it stupid easier. is a weird thing because stupid is one of those things where if you're if you're fairly stupid, you feel stupid, but... You're not really, really stupid, so there's still part of you is smart enough to be self-aware. I'd like to think that's where I am. Uh, these guys <laughs> on this video, they go all the way stupid to where they think they're fucking geniuses. And you can even see in the video, um, the dumbest guy in there totally talks down to the other guy and calls him stupid. The, which, uh, okay, so there are three guys on the left and one woman on the right. The guy on the far left is the flat earther. The guy next to him is the guy that has 140,000 followers on YouTube for his crazy. And then the bald guy next to him was the numerology guy. Which one? The, of the numerology two? guy. So yeah, he, he, he's the one that's like, well, you need to know numerology to understand that tweet. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said something about like, oh yeah, uh, Donald Trump is is Q or he's met Q or you know he's met right somebody. He, he said something. And then the guy next to him was like, well, I don't, I don't know. We, we, we don't know that. And he was like, yes, yes, we do. You just don't understand numerology. And he starts talking down to him. And, and he, he, he broke it down. Oh, well, you know, if you, if you take these words that he's said in a statement before and rearrange the letters, well, whether it's a different fucking word, buddy. What are you, what are you talking about? And, it, yeah, he was, he was insane, but he was just sort of like being all pompous about it. And it's like, no, dude, you're the... You're the dumbest one up there. You're the craziest one, but you think you're so fucking enlightened. And that's... Someone told me that that's the thing with these conspiracy theories, is maybe they didn't do well in school, and they just really want to feel smart, or they want to feel superior, like, I know something you don't know, and that makes me better and smarter, and that's why they latch on to them. Well, and I... what Another thing I think it is with a lot of these people is that they have... Uh, just kind of decided what they think is true and they have decided that literally any other source than what tells them what they want to hear is is just state-run propaganda and i'm not saying that everybody doesn't have some level of confirmation bias yes that's a thing you know but with these guys they take it to an extreme and you, you know like like the flat earthers. Oh, well, no, these, these photos, those are, those are fake. They've been doctored by literally every government on the planet. <laughs> it's like, what, <laughs> what's, why? What's the end game? Like, what do you, why? What, what are, how much, how much fucking evidence, like, is out there? that the earth is round, man. Well, and that I was mean, the funny it, thing with uh, the video that we're discussing is because one guy was a flat earther and Jim Jeffries is like, I mean, you guys, you're not conspiracy theorists. They're like, no, 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 we're not crazy. You know, like, and he's like, well, you don't believe things like flat earth. And then one, the one guy goes, well, you know, and then the YouTube guy turns to him and goes, really? Mars, round, Jupiter, round, earth, <laughs> flat. And like, cause like you said, they started infighting with their little, like, <laughs> that's what made it so amusing. But again, scary. Like these people, the thing that always, that fair always, enough. That guy, that guy gets dumbest to yeah. the award for the day. The I thing that it boils down to is that it scares me is like, <laughs> these people vote god damn it these are the people that vote and they vote for trump because they're that dumb and even if they didn't vote for trump it's like they vote and that's scary there should be some sort of test and i know that people don't like that 
where they say, um, you know, you, there should be an IQ test to vote or something. But they these people are proof that maybe not everybody does deserve the right to have their voice heard. Eh, it makes it interesting. Fuck it. But I, I, this is kind of the, the problem with with leaderless movements, quote unquote, is that you you don't really have consistency across the board and, and you need that. Uh, I mean, like people like to romanticize leaderless movements because they're all oh, it's just it's from the people and it's and it's it's, it's us rising together. And, and, and it, it, while that sounds cool in theory, uh, in reality, what ends up happening is your loudest, dumbest fucking people in in your group are going to be the ones that anybody else puts the cameras on and says, this this represents our movement. This is true. And that's... Uh, did you ever watch The Newsroom? Because that's what you made me think of right now. Uh, no. Newsroom, the first season was really good. Second season, hit and miss, and third season... It was, the first season, really good. And I think it was in the second season... It, I believe it was the second season when they, 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 uh, the, what were all those hippies that sat in Central Park and, you know, didn't have Occupy leader? Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. They, they did some segments on that. And it was the same thing. Like the people that were talking the loudest, they, they interviewed them. And I know it's a TV show, but I remember the reality seeing some of these people interviewed on Colbert and all the thing with like we don't clap we wave fingers or we don't say yes or no we wiggle this and it's like oh my god you have no idea how dumb you look to the outside world because you're so insular and anyway the newsroom was talking about that he said what exactly what you just said he said you need leaders the reason this movement will fail is because you are trying to push a leaderless movement and that does not work you need to find no, someone that and is they would articulate. say stupid shit like, well, we don't have leaders because the cops like to target the leaders, man. And it's like, yeah, that's because they know that you need them. <laughs> and without <laughs> them, you're fucked, you idiot. You've cut off your own head to keep people from punching you in the face, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, either way, um, listeners, if you haven't seen it, look at the Jim Jeffries uh, video of people on QAnon. It's, it's amusing. It's frightening. It's worth your time. And if you are a listener that happens to be a member of QAnon, I mean, I, I know that people say suicide is bad. I'm saying you should look into it. I mean, you make the world a better place for everyone else around you when you kill yourself and you're an insane person. No, I don't, I, I don't want these people to kill themselves. They're a fun kind of crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I like these videos. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's as, long, as long as they're not lighting anybody up or touching kids or whatever. Like, I, I don't give a fuck what they do. That's true. Speaking of don't give a fuck what they do, perfect segue. Uh, let's talk some comedy. Um, Louis C.K. just returned to the stage. Uh, mixed reviews. Some people are saying it was great. There are some women out there that saying they were in the audience. Or one woman actually wrote an article saying she was in the audience and felt uncomfortable. And she could tell the other women felt uncomfortable, too. Yes, uh, I am protesting his return to comedy. Um, I am, I am, I'm not jacking off in front of women anymore, man. That's how I'm, that's how I'm protesting this. <laughs> well, here's my hot take. Unless they look like Louis C.K. Then they tend to like it. Eh, here, here's my hot take. Um, I guess it doesn't apply to that night because it was a surprise. Like he just showed up and suddenly, you know, there's, there's Louis CK. Um, overall though, I gotta say, I don't care because like my social media blew up and it was all these social justice warriors saying, how dare Louis CK take to the stage again? We're never going to see him. And it's like, 
okay, that's fine, but that's literally what's going to happen is he goes on tour and people will either buy tickets or they won't. And that's yeah. literally, I mean, that whatever happens, happens. And you can, if you don't like him, don't buy a ticket to go see him. And that, it will work itself out. If, if people do not like what he did, and nobody should like what he did, if people have not forgiven him for what he did, let's put it that way, nobody should like what he did. What he did was perverted wrong. And I actually, I think you and I have discussed this. I'm not positive. The fact that he, you know, sort of, like, hey, lady, can I jerk off in front of you? Creepy, wrong, gross, yes. But I almost think that what came after was worse, where he then used his position and his management to then shame these women into yes, silence yeah. and, and saying... That, that's what people don't talk about. That, honestly, I think was the worst part of it. Right. And I, you know, it, it was... Yeah, creepy, inappropriate what he did, but it was sort of like the Richard Nixon thing where the cover-up is worse. But people are... People aren't even talking about that. Instead, they're going, he assaulted them. Like, he didn't... No. Sorry. Assault means there's some kind of forced something. Like, he's... He's asking permission. I mean, it's, 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 it's creepy. It's wrong, but it's not. People will talk well, about mean, him in the same breath as like Harvey Weinstein, right? And it's Kevin that, Spacey but, and but shit. That, that's when permission. I'm like, he's not. That, that's an inter- like you can't use that as an out, like because you're gonna freeze. Like, hey, can I uh, whip my dick out and jerk off in front of you? And starts doing it. Like, someone's composure is going to be thrown, you know, they're not, uh, you know, like deer in headlights. So you can't really say, I mean, it is not comparable to Weinstein, but it, I don't, I don't know what the it's, definition right, of assault it, uh, is. That's what I'm saying is, is it's uh, creepy from wrong what I've and heard of those accounts, it didn't sound like he did anything illegal, man. Like that's, you, you know what I mean? Like definitely wrong, definitely fucked up. But I, you know, at the end of the day, he asked permission and that I'm not saying it makes it completely okay what i'm saying is that well, calling him a rapist them, or a you know, sexual like, assault it, 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 you, you, yeah. you know that's that's that was that's my issues people compare people um are, are calling what he did sexual assault and i'm like hey that's that's a little bit extreme like that's Save. What would what would the term be for it's sexual what ex, i mean i guess exposure is a crime yeah, but if you ask permission first, it's a little bit different. You know but what I mean? Like, as long as you're not a, doing it. I don't it, think any of them said yes. I think they just sort of froze up. I don't think a single woman said, oh, sure. I think they all just sort of was like, uh, and then they just froze. And that, you know, none of them gave permission. So there that, is. I don't, I, well, I, I'd have to go back and read from the the way that the things I read made it sound was he either did it if they said yeah or or didn't do it if they said no um i think there was one woman that did say no and then he didn't do it but i think the others right. just sort of were like uh and didn't know what to do and then he just started doing it i could be wrong too but even even if one of them did say yes i don't think it was like yeah 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 you should do that i think it's more like okay i'm sort of in this situation and it sucks sure like a confused right. i feel trapped again, yes shitty but but then again a wasn't there b did ask permission so again wrong creepy i'm just saying calling it sexual assault i think is is like you know if if i if i shove somebody that's not the same as punching him in the face still wrong but if 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 they said he punched me well no no i didn't you know all right fair enough but that, um, that's what I'm saying. I don't know goes, what you would it call it. That's why the talking. fucking guy is, is 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 doing a comedy show as opposed to 
in jail like Harvey Weinstein. True, true. But and that's why what where this started is, and you know, I think women could probably tell me I'm wrong because I am saying what he did was wrong. I think what was worse is after he did that yes. to them, the assault on their careers. Don't you dare tell people, or if they talked about it, yes. they heard from, they got phone calls, and their careers were sidelined. Because, that I thought was way more fucked up. Yeah, the, and that's that's why personally, I mean, I, I don't forgive him for any of it. Like I, 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 And plus my personal run-in with him when I worked for him once, I opened for him, and he was just a complete fucking asshole to me. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, didn't I talk about that on here? I don't think sure so. Sure, I did. It was, this was this is in two thousand three or four, maybe. This was years and years ago. I was just his feature act. I was opening for him, and I go in the green room, and he was like Louis C.K., but not Louis C.K. Like comics knew sure. who he was, but yeah. he definitely wasn't big. Right, he um, was like a writer on stuff, and he was right, like, he's like right. a like a working comic. And I just said, uh, you know, like I held out my hand. I'm like, hi, I'm Nathan. I'm your opener. And he looked at me, and he looked at my hand, and then just turned away, like with like, Ugh. you know, like like I just shit on his spit on him or something he was just a complete asshole didn't talk to me didn't you know not even say hi not even offer and i'm like well, fuck you you're a dick um yeah that'd yeah, be I, enough to make me not like a guy yeah and so i i personally after then hearing about what he was doing should have jerked women, off in front of him man that's what i would have done <laughs> that's what i should have done should have whipped out right then and there um yeah your indifference gets me hard um but i i won't forgive him like i you know, he can go on tour and do his thing and people will see him or people won't. Um, the article I read by a woman in the audience that said she felt uncomfortable, she wrote one sentence that I did extrapolate that I wanted to read because the sentence pissed me off. Any person in the audience, any woman, any man had every right to not like seeing Louis C.K. on stage. They had every right to get up and walk out. They had every right to blog about it the next day or tweet about it like, Louis C.K., how dare him? They had all those rights. But this sentence I'm about to read pissed me off. She yeah. wrote, if someone had heckled him, I think they would have been heckled out. It was the kind of vibe that doesn't allow for a dissenting voice. You're just expected to be a good audience member. You're considered a bad sport if you speak Yeah, it's a out. live performance, you fucking idiot. Exactly. You are supposed to fucking sit there, or you're supposed. You can leave. You could leave. You could walk out. But the the idea that she thought it was. Her I wonder. Right I wonder how heckle. that lady would feel if I went to a I, I don't know a Hannah Gatsby show and fucking heckled her because I didn't agree with what she said about about uh, straight guys or whatever. What exactly? It's like look. She wouldn't want a dissenting voice there. If if you don't like it, you have every right to tweet about it, to write a blog about it, to tell your friends, to write a Yelp review. But the idea that she thought, like, I, I didn't even feel comfortable enough to heckle. Well, good. You're not supposed to fucking heckle. That's the point. That's why I, it goes back to that Daniel Tosh thing. That's not that woman, what they learn at Berkeley. Yeah, exactly. That's why it goes back to that Daniel Tosh thing. Well, that woman yelled out, like, rape isn't funny. And that turned into the whole big back and forth between them. Right, right. It's like she, if you she don't heckled. like rape, then you go out the next day and say, I saw Daniel Tosh last night. I didn't appreciate what he said about rape. But heckling, shut the fuck up. It's not your place. If you want to get on stage, if you want to become a comedian and then go on after Daniel Tosh and say, here's why Daniel Tosh is, that is your right too. But just this sentence of like, if someone had heckled them, they would have been he they would have been taken out of the show. Yeah, you fucking get removed. When you heckle, you should get thrown out of the fucking showroom. And it just pisses me off that there's this sense of entitlement that I don't like what I'm hearing, so I get to shout back at the performer. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. You have every right not to like it. You have every right to tell everyone you hate it. In the moment, you have to listen. Or you don't have to listen. You can leave. But fucking yelling out, 
it's not your right. It's the performers. They can say whatever the fuck they want. You have every right to disagree with it. Just not in that moment. Right. Yeah, so. no, I, I, I agree. That's that's just, that's the most insane thing. Like, uh, what, do you, what, what do you expect? Yeah, you, oh, they would be, the heckler would be heckled out of the fucking place. Yeah, you're ruining a fucking show for a bunch of other people. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. The vibe in the room. She says the vibe in the room was that if you heckled, you would be taken out. Well, that means the vibe in the room was enjoying the performance. Right. That, that's the thing with a live performance, especially comedy. Comedy is joke, laughter, joke, laughter. If the audience does not like the performer, the performer will know because the audience can either sort of turn on them or sit there uncomfortably. Like, it, it happened uh, tonight. I'll tell you that. I won't. It, the, the host went up and wasn't getting very many laughs. Got a couple pops, you know, like that. But I was in the back of the room going, oh, Jesus, this is a dead audience. And then I went up and just started getting laughter right off the bat. And I'm like, oh, okay. And there was nothing wrong with the host, but I'm just saying, like, the audience let it be known what jokes they like. That's what happens in a live performance. So if she had said the vibe was that the instant he hit the stage, everybody was uncomfortable and, like, checking their drinks and looking at their phone, well, then, yeah, then the audience wasn't into it. But if you are saying the vibe was don't yell at this guy, that means the vibe was people were enjoying it. You didn't. That's fine. That's your right. But you don't get to yell out and say everybody in this room is wrong. How, how awesome man. would it be if the entire audience started masturbating in front of him at once? It's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> some sort of sit-in protest. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like it from the female ones, depending on what they look like. Hey, sexism is funny. No, the 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 audience would would um, police themselves, and they'd be like, everybody is jacking off. Except for attractive women. Ooh, God, that one would sting. Only men and women over 65 masturbate. That would sting. I got to yeah. admit, that would sting. All right, um, let's start winding down. Uh, I, I, I said we could talk about Trump and McCain and the flag, but just uh, the only thing I have to say about it is what a petty cunt Trump is. I mean, he's just so petty. Oh, no shit, man. Yeah, they, that I I still cannot believe that Republicans fucking went with him after what he said about John McCain getting captured. Well, that's that yeah. is the most insane fucking thing. Like, what do you, dude? I mean, I, he said a lot of bad things about entire groups of people, but like when you shit on a guy who spent over fucking five years, over half a decade in a POW camp for getting captured, when you fucking. He bitched out of the, the, the draft because of bone spur. Like, fuck you, daddy's boy. Yeah, that was... Uh, the thing that got me is, uh, at some point after his uh, I like people that don't get captured, or I could say, was there was a, there was a news clip, there was a, a rally, and a veteran gave Trump his purple heart. And I'm like, wow. That just boggles my goddamn mind it's it's insane man i i i can't believe after after what he said about mccain the uh the the party that used to be all about oh yeah oh the, the troops say oh don't 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 kneel during a football game the troops like oh oh you fucking love the troops huh you didn't fucking love mccain you fucks. no they didn't all right well let's wind down with our final topic jake you have a movie review. I haven't seen it. You sent me the trailer. It looks interesting. Uh, what did you see, Jake? It was good. It was called uh, The Miseducation of... Uh, fuck, I forgot her name. But uh, <laughs> it's mis- mis- Miseducation of Somebody. 
And it basically, it was a, a true story. It was based off of a book from a girl who went to... Uh, she was like 17, and her parents sent her to one of those turn-you-straight Bible camps or whatever. Pause for and, one second. The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Yes, Cameron Post. Yeah. And I... Dude... Great fucking movie, man. Uh, I you should check it out, and it, and it's sort of it tied into kind of what we were talking about with the church and how they would, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people always say like, uh, oh, well, they they would cover up for the pedophiles, and I, I think there was some in, intentional shit like that, but I think what a lot of it was was they just thought they could cure them somehow by sending them to these camps. And I I thought that this camp was, it really reminded me of getting court ordered to rehab when I was a kid, you know. I, I liked that they didn't go completely over the top with it. Because, like, uh, the testimonies, you, you know, you, you hear from a lot of those places are from the really abusive ones. Oh, they were slamming my dick in between Bibles until I said I liked Cameron Diaz. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just crazy shit where they're abusive. You know what I mean, but it, they're they're not abusive here. They they just basically treated them like they treated me in rehab, and it was people with that were for the most part nice to the kids and had the best intentions, and and ran a turn you straight Bible camp as well as you could run it. But since you know you're not curing them of drug addiction, you're curing them of themselves. I mean, it's just inherently flawed, you know. And it it I thought it was more powerful that way. Than just being like, oh, look, look at here's a really abusive, turn your straight Bible camp, you know, because um, that's that's mostly what we think of. I, I think most people uh, when we think of those camps, but yeah, this one was fucking great, man. Well, what it, watching the trailer and hearing you talk about it, what it reminds me of is um, one of my absolute, I mean, tears crying funny episodes of South Park. Uh, Cartman sucks. Have you seen that? Do you remember that one? I've seen them all. I I don't remember this one. That uh, is the I, one yeah, where they send butters to a gay rehab church camp, <laughs> and it is so funny. I mean, I can't even begin to go into it. That's just the yeah. premises. Butters ends up, and the opening scene at the camp. Uh, you know, like the the episode. They they they. Oh, we're gonna send you to this camp, and blah blah blah. You're bi curious. Oh, we've got to cure you of this. And like you said, it's it's horrible because. Oh yeah, he was bi curious. Yeah, right. yeah. And so they're walking down this hallway, and this priest is talking to him, or the counselor, not a priest. The priest is like. Uh, counselor saying, you know, we cure you of your evil thoughts here. We're here for the kids, blah, blah, blah. This is your room here, door 22. And they open the door, and there's just a kid hanging in there, <laughs> just committing. And and there's no reaction from Butter or the counselor. And the counselor just closes the door and goes, okay, we're going to take you down here. And then another counselor walks by and goes, we got another one, room 22. And then it becomes a running <laughs> joke because it is so harmful and detrimental to these people to cure right. them of themselves that the suicides, like they do this, this leadership thing where a a former gay priest comes in and he's he's flamingly gay like hi i used to be gay but then i found jesus and a right, kid in the right. audience just pulls out a gun and shoots himself like just <laughs> showing that because it's a comedic version of what really happens when you right. tell these kids that they are evil and wrong for who they are they commit suicide and it's horrible and tragic and yet of course south park make finds a way to make it hilarious but so there you go the well, but, and, and here's, here's another of, way that that shit's flawed is when okay when i was when I was in rehab, right, we all became uh, Oscar award-winning actors 
playing the role of someone who wanted to quit doing drugs. Did any of us want to quit doing drugs? No, we were under 18. We were, you, you know, we just wanted to get fucked up. Like, it's, it's you know, if, you, if you're partying at that age, it's, you haven't had time in life to have, like, mortgages fail and marriages fail and all that shit because you've been getting high. It's just... Oh, my grades suck, <laughs> you know, or like that. <laughs> the stakes aren't that high yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're, you know, you're not really all in on anything yet. So you're just sort of like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, we would. Well, you're just all in on the drugs. <laughs> all it did is it gave us drug hookups in other states. You know what I'm saying? Like in other in other counties in the state. So with with this movie, they, they're they like, okay, well, we got to cure these gay kids. Um of being gay. Let's, Ooh, here's what we'll do. We'll find, we'll find the gay kids, uh, put them together and have them share rooms with people, their same gender. That, that should help. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, I'll <laughs> bet they're going to, I'll bet they're going to, in the Cartman sucks episodes too. Yeah. Or I, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They're going to do exactly. some gay fucking like, what are you, are, are you insane? That's like, uh, Oh, it's a, it's a fat camp. So your room at night, um, y- y- we will stuff it with Big Macs. <laughs> like, what do you? Now, isn't this what you're trying to get me away with? Like, uh, all right, like this is uh, okay. I didn't think it'd be this goddamn easy. Yeah, it's it's tragic, but when it's done hilariously, it's hilarious. It's weird. It's it's a tragic reality, and it's good yeah. that someone's trying to make us laugh. It was, it and it just it reminded me so much of being those re- rehab things, like just from the. Just the basically the the stupid pseudo psychology things they would use, you know, like almost childish, like oh, we're gonna make a collage today from newspaper and magazine pictures, and we're we're gonna we're gonna cut cut out pictures and glue them together on a thing, like we're five fucking years old, and it's like, what do you? Oh, this represents my oh, I my addiction. My family. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> stupid shit like that. Like like theirs, they had a, a an iceberg, you know, like a little cartoon iceberg uh picture that they would write on the inside of the iceberg what what was causing them to be and it's just like i think if you're a really shitty psychiatrist and you just bomb at working with adults and you can't keep a business going then they just kind of move you they're like eh we'll have them fucking deal with minors (laughs) who are getting paid by the state and can't be like, what? No, I'm not going back to that guy. He's a fucking idiot. He told me to write shit inside a cartoon iceberg and glue shit to a piece of paper. I'm not, this guy, this guy's ridiculous. Can't cure nothing. I think that's where the, that's where, when you bomb at being a psychiatrist, you, you go to a, some kind of underage youth program, whether it's, whether it's drug counseling or turn you straight Bible stuff or fucking underage fat camp or whatever. Maybe. It's when you are a shitty artist and you you're a failed artist, so you get into uh, psychiatry because you still because you want to help others, and and the only way you can help them is through your art. When you couldn't make it as an artist, mm, if you're a failed artist, I'd rather you get into psychiatry than running countries, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. All right, kids, tell us your thoughts on everything and anything. Uh, shoot us messages. Tell your friends to listen to us. If we make you giggle at all, seriously, I, I, I'm stealing this from the Adam Carolla podcast. Adam Carolla says this. Pick up their phone and... Jesus Christ, what is... Siri just went off on me. Anyway, um, <laughs> Siri... Uh, it totally sounded like I thought you were getting nagged right now. I thought, like, she had a fucking angry tone to her, Siri. 
she did because she said what. she couldn't find. I said, I'm stealing this from Adam Carolla. And she said, I can't find stealing Nathan Timmel's music. I'm like, nice, I don't nice. even know how I said But anyway, Adam Carolla says, he's like, hey, if you like the podcast, pick up your friend's phone and just subscribe to us for them. So do that. Do what Adam Carolla says uh, with the Idiots on Parade podcast. If you like us and your friend is sitting around, steal their phone and subscribe them to our podcast. And maybe they'll just listen to it. And maybe they'll like us, too. So uh, tell your friends, say nice things, spread the word, and thanks for tuning in. Do it, people. Spread us like chlamydia. There you go. All right. Bye-bye. Later. Later.